Damn. Look at you over there. Listen to this podcast. Looking like a snack. Mmm. Wait a minute. What's up, guys? Sorry about that stupid intro. I couldn't help myself. Anyway, welcome to the show. I'm Colton McCormack. This is the Certified Wrench Podcast. Episode 40. It's crazy to think we've made it this far. You know, usual podcast, they say, only last about 8 to 10 episodes. And here we are. So before we get into anything, whatever streaming platform you're listening to this podcast on, if you could make sure to go over and like and subscribe, rate and review, that would be great because anything helps, you know, it helps uh, in the charts, you know, all that good crap, um, stuff that I hardly even understand. So um, you guys can get a hold of me at certifiedwrenchpodcast at gmail.com. Check me out on all social media pages, Certified Wrench Podcast. Uh, the website, certifiedwrenchpodcast.com. I almost said it, the email, stupid. Anyway, let's get to the show. Anyway, let's get in today's episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've got my homeboy up in Canada, Derek Kent. He's on the line. What's up, fella? What's happening? Did you see my shirt, by the way? I'm wearing American stuff. Just to be a dick. Dude, I, I have the perfect hat in my truck for that. <laughs> it's you? like one of those little sombrero hats. It's got the American flag on the inside. <laughs> oh, wait, you sent me the picture of that. Weren't you in front of like Straight Harbor Freight or something like that? Yeah, I was in front of Harbor Freight and the hat came out of Target. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Anywho, this guy, I've been bugging to get on the podcast forever now. And he's always like, oh, I'm too busy or... I'm bitch. Can't do it. I finally got him talked into it. So uh, you're up in Canada. Let's talk about that and what kind of work you do. So we are up here in actually Ontario, which is a state in Canada. Can't, can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm actually in like, I'd be called South Central Ontario. South Central. So everyone, South Central. So if you hear like Central Ontario, if you look at a picture of Ontario, you're going to think like halfway up, it'd be like Sudbury, Timmins area. But no, there's nothing up there but trees. Mm. So the southern part is the populated part. Okay. Well, so we're a little north of Toronto and it's an interesting town. So no pressure. Episode 40. You got you to do. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Fody. You gotta, uh, you gotta blow the people out of the water on this one. I'm just kidding. As I said in the beginning, which you didn't hear, most podcasts make it to about eight to ten episodes, and then that's it. They're not popular. They don't make it. Here we are, motherfucker. <laughs> Going other way. The more you go, the better you get. I guess. Yeah. I was, man, I got to say, going back to like episode one or two, the sound quality, 
the badassness. I, even though Trent did a good job on episode two, he he held his shit together. He, he killed it. He did. <laughs> He's a funny ass motherfucker. But anyway, what kind of work do you do up there as a field service technician? So now day to day is primarily foundation drills. Uh, but prior to that, it was all Komatsu construction equipment. Mm, another Komatsu guy. I don't have any case folks. I need to, ch- I need to change. There's one it dude. Out. There's one dude out in Ottawa. Hmm. Maybe, good maybe guy. there is. Uh, huh? What? He's a good guy. Maybe, maybe I know who it is, but may, I got to go back and look through all my questionnaires. But anyway, so I think it's a little bit different on those foundation drills than here. They, there might be some here, like the ones that you work on. But yours actually pump the concrete into the ground after they drill, correct? Yeah, so that would be like CFA. So that's like you drill a hole, and as you're extracting your auger flight, you're pumping concrete in. You can you get a graph of your embedment, your overconsumption, and hmm. all as, that kind of stuff. As far as I know, there is none of those here, but I could be completely wrong. We usually drill, put in that stupid cardboard rebar, and then they fill it up. Oh, like a like a cardboard sonar tube. Yeah, it's, yeah. Up here we use steel. Up here we use steel. It's called a casing. Well, yeah, we do casing sideways. If that makes sense, like tie backs. That's what. Yeah. Well, and then that's what we run our pipe through as well. It's the steel casing like that. It's it's weird, but yeah, that we don't do you any steel. Tech, you guys are different down in America. We're fucking Americans. Bastards! I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, hey, I want to. I I love going down to the states. It's good times down there. Well, you were just here at the fucking Con Expo, you dick. There were so many people you, there. Did you meet a lot of people? It was no. Honestly, we were so like the first five days, we were busy setting up the show, and then we only really had two, maybe three days to kind of tour around and check some stuff out. How was it? Was, it was it cool? So good. It was. It was it was a good time. Like, there's so much stuff to see. Like, the equipment's cool, but then you walk in some of the halls, and it's like, man, don't give a fuck about your pylons and reflective tape. Like, get out of here. <laughs> your safety vests. Yeah. <laughs> Who like, needs safety? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so how did you get into said field, or where did you start? You know the whole deal. You listen to the podcast. Oh, like the quick 10-second life story. So It's got to be about 10 minutes. Life. 10 minutes. 10 minutes we can do that <laughs> so in high school like everybody else took all the classic we had a wood shop welding automotive and there's a carpentry one but wasn't interested in that so through that i kind of knew i wanted to do something technical and growing up racing dirt bikes you're always working on your own junk so then <laughs> Oh, uh, or was I this fucking, <laughs> this fucking cat? Um, that's staying in the so podcast, just after, so you know, whatever. <laughs> so during, during high school, I ended up getting a job at an Artie cat snowmobile dealership, mm. which was cool. And then, uh, a buddy of mine was going to a college about two hours east of here for a motor power course, try to get in, couldn't get in. I couldn't get in the following year. I'm like, screw it. So then I just started applying at the local big three dealers and I got a call from one of them. They're like, Hey, can you come in for an interview tomorrow? Sure. So I go in and they're like, Hey, right on. Can you start Monday? And this is on like a Tuesday. It's like, fuck, sure. (laughs) 
and I would have been like 18 at that time. I didn't think I was old enough to drink yet. Isn't, and the, when, isn't the drinking age 18 there? 19. It's, Jesus Christ. That's, that's weird. What a random age. I guess I 21 is too, but... 21 is a weird age. Like, yeah. I did a lot of drinking before you I was can, 21. You can vote in America at 18, but yet you're not responsible enough to drink alcohol. <laughs> I think you can vote here at 18. Shit, I don't know. It just makes no sense to me, crap. but we won't get into into politics. We're not getting... Like no, no, I refuse to get into that. <laughs> Um, so I started the dealer. I started that dealership, and I'm still there today. So it's been an interesting event. So I don't even know how old you are. How long have you been there? Uh, I've been there 16 years now, 15 Jesus. years, whatever. It's been. You just like it yeah. that much, or what? Yeah, it's. I've had some pretty crazy opportunities. So let's talk about that. Actually, I guess. Uh, because not a lot of people have been in one place for so long. So actually starting, that's like getting married at 18 and not knowing any other, you know, God damn it. Yeah. My, my phone's on silent. Of course I get a Snapchat. Hold on. Let me silence this. Um, so not getting to experience any other workplaces. That's, that's a good, that's a good topic. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I've been farmed out to a, massive demolition company up here for like it starts off as oh we need a guy for two weeks and then next thing you know it's so six months later you're still dealing with them so like a, a resident gig almost pretty well yeah okay so you just so you kind of get a taste of whatever else is out there i guess because yeah, have you ever I mean, wondered like what, what what's oh, absolutely absolutely i've wondered what it's like somewhere else but man i couldn't i don't know i like having the not so much the complacency, but somewhere different every day. Like I hate going to the same spot. Like yeah. if I go there three times, I'm like, man, I'm over this. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So uh, I think we should dive right into it. Let's talk about tools because you've been doing this a long time. Like I have, uh, do you have to supply your own tools there? Yeah. Like they'll supply like one inch driving up, but other than that, it's all yours. I got gotcha. you. Like I have all my own flow meter, AC machine, that's all mine. I got you. I because like this is new. This is new to me. You're you've been at the same workplace forever. I'm trying to pick your brain on it because I don't think I could do that. At 18 years nope. old, I was wanting to fucking go somewhere else and make more money and all that shit. So you you got it. <clears throat> yeah, we but like it's been like different. Like I've did pile of like uh, mining stuff like on haul trucks. Mm-hmm. Like you go in somewhere and build haul trucks for a couple of weeks, and then next thing you know, you're going down in a salt mine for. I think we were down there for four months putting machines together. So mm. you rip them apart on surface, throw them down a hole, and then put them back together. So were you? Uh, I totally just lost my train of thought of what I was going to say. <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, I, I guess back to tools. Are you a Milwaukee Kool Aid drinker? Do we have to discuss this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do consume the Kool-Aid oh. and I consume a lot of it, but yeah. it was only about a year ago that I finally got rid of the old DeWalt grease gun. It's the DeWalt. Is, was it a DeWalt it is, or was it a, a Mac? Cause you no, know, it was a DeWalt. Oh, okay. It was the good one. That, I still would take that thing over to Milwaukee. So Friday 
I was pulling a swing motor out of a 350G John Deere. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to use my Milwaukee to pull all the 32 millimeter bolts out of the bottom. And I got the front four out and I'm like, and then the rest, my gun wouldn't do it. I'm like, this thing's a disappointment. My socket was broken. <laughs> so, I was all disappointed in Milwaukee, like, fuck this thing. And it was just the socket. Like, oh, shit, socket's gone. <laughs> so I didn't get to finish. I ran out of time that day. Uh, yeah, man, tools. I think I'm done. I think I'm actually done. I'm trying to pay off my Snap-on right now, and I think I'm done. I don't need anything else, nothing that I could think of. You know what? You get to that point, like, I don't know if you guys get that. Like, we get a tool allowance up here. Oh, no. At least I like don't. We get a tool. Like we get the dealer guys here. Everybody gets tool allowance. It's like I've gotten to the point now where it's like, what more do I need? Yeah. Um, it's right now. It's kind of like the past year or so that I've been buying. It's more for pleasure than actual need now. Like, Oh, I could use oh, 100%. that. But back yeah. in the day, it was like, I fucking need that. I fucking need this. And I need it yesterday. Yeah. And there's a couple of times where I'm like, well, I actually need that socket, but then you, you make it through the day and then you don't need it. But I hate talking dude, to Friday, Dude, Friday I was out. I was working on a Sandvik, throwing a uh, pump stack in it. And I didn't have a fucking half-inch drive in pure Allen keys. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? How do I not have this? But I've been on, some... been on a roll of breaking my ball-end tip Allen sockets twice you in a week. You don't use those for torquing. Well, don't use I'm, them for torquing. I was trying to take off bolts fuckers anyway i hate talking tools you know how i feel about it so agree more by the way everybody we're winging this thing like we did not prepare whatsoever uh so it's just a bullshit bullshit session red leather yellow leather what do you want to talk about next uh oh oh you're a badass motherfucker we're gonna talk about it i don't care what you say so is this award oh, no. thing? Is this award thing big in in Canada or is it across all continents? Dude, I think it's North America. Is it? I don't really North? know to be honest, dude. I got an email, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? Like, is this spam?" And then the GM of service tracked me in the yard one day. He's like, "Hey, can you be in Chicago in middle of January?" I'm like, "For what?" And he goes, "Oh, you're getting this award for technician of the year for Eastern Canada." I'm like. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> so did you so yeah, even, we took trip did, did you enter that or did your boss enter it? How how does that work? I guess it I guess I don't really know. I guess it's all done through nominations. Huh. So I, let's talk about it. Let's what were you awarded for? What was the award? What was it? I don't even know. You said it, it AED honestly just or says, whatever. It's the AED Technician of the Year Award. And what did you have to do to get this award? If I knew, I would tell you. <laughs> All I know is there's a dude. I was taught when I was doing the interview on, was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. I was sitting in my truck. And the other dude from, I think it was Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. He was from Williston, North Dakota. Okay. Oh, so it so is. I was wondering if that was, yeah, so I was wondering if maybe, is that one of Jesse's guys? I know my boss has heard of it, but. Until you told me months ago, I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. Dude, I didn't even know. I thought, hey, maybe this guy knows about it. 
Aren't Americans the smartest? <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, <laughs> politics. We're not going to get into schooling here. Uh, damn. And so you won it. You ha- I remember you had to go to Chicago, right? Chicago. Chicago. Uh, and do your... Did you have to give a speech? It was a quick little one. Okay, I'd, I'd like to thank Colton for entertaining me on Mondays. Uh, Monday mornings. <laughs> that's crazy. And yeah, what did was, you get? A piece a of paper? Experience. No, it's actually a piece of. I think it's hardwood though. That's it. You can get like a uh-huh. like a fucking gift card to Outback Steakhouse or anything. <laughs> fucking nothing. Texas Roadhouse, nothing. Hmm. Free drinks all night and a piece of hardwood. Did they at least pay for your hotel room? Somebody paid for it and it wasn't me. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's funny. That's crazy. Dude, I, if you can go somewhere and not pay for it, that right on. Yeah, hell yeah. I thought you were going to have like a whole story to this thing, but you're kind of boring. Yeah, not much of a story to that one. Oh, shit. So these things that you work on, are they Komatsu machines? What are they made by? The foundation drills? Yes. What kind of They're machines? They're made by... They're an Italian manufacturer called Soil Mech. So do you work for a Komatsu dealer or how, how does this work out? So I started with the Komatsu dealer back in 2006. Mm-hmm. And then I did all Komatsu iron up until 2021. And then we bought out a drilling company oh, okay. based out of Ottawa. You're like, Hey, we're looking for some extra help out this way. Like, Fuck yeah, I'll do it. I'll learn something new. Why not? Because after you've been the same thing for a couple of years, you get complacent, right? Mm-hmm. You see if you get an email with the code at the, oh, I bet you it's a depth sensor. <laughs> oh, it's a depth pump. So I jumped on that opportunity and then it ended up being like every day there's something. So I actually jumped over to that whole separate company, which we bought. So now it's pretty well strictly drilled, but I mean, there's times where I'll go to one pit for a drill, like for a rock drill. And well, my old Komatsu guys will be there like, Hey, can you look at our loader? Cause they see the truck. And it's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So you just call in and get a work order and go keep that guy happy. And by the way, we got a Peterbilt. Can you look at that? <sighs> Shit. Maybe it's got an insight. It's got an insight <laughs> plug. We'll look at it. <laughs> I love that. It's not one of those green ones. Green things, huh? You don't like them green things? No. Well, shit. Okay, well, that's the podcast, guys. We will talk to you soon. <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So uh, what kind of... Well, I guess it's, it was a Komatsu dealer. So, you, Were you... How? I don't know how they do it up there in Canada. Uh, do you get certified on each machine as a Komatsu, or you get, like... How does that work? Yeah, you kind of do, you do like different courses. Yeah. So like I've been down to Cartersville numerous times. They've done like the trim dozer course and they have like an intelligent machine course, excavator course, wheel loader course. Mm. And then now you you get your drill courses. No, they don't do those. (laughs) Dude, dude, the manuals on the drills are like, here's an electrical schematic and a hydraulic schematic. So are are they as, as crap as Komatsu, uh, manuals? Oh, Komatsu manuals are the best. Oh, shut up. Oh, I fucking love those things. You get those nice simplified schematics. The way to go. Black and white. (laughs) Black and white. God. 
Well, I'm trying to get, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you, hmm, hmm, I don't know. I can't even see you. We're FaceTiming you guys so we can see who wants there to talk go. and stuff. It's like this, you know, like, hey, I want to talk. Um, and uh, I want to talk. Yeah. I have something to say. <laughs> I'm going to pause this. And we're back. So. We're back. We're back. Let's we're back. talk snow. <laughs> you work it's in the fucking. God. I couldn't do it. Guy. I, I, you probably grew up in this shit, right? So you're a little used to it. Oh, 100% used to it. But I, I love, I love working in the snow. It beats the fucking rain. Why? Who the fuck wants to work in the rain? The snow, it's only going to be so cold. Yeah, but your fingers warm. are about to fall off. I, I don't, don't be a bitch. <sighs> don't be a bitch. God. In saying that, I have like a 150,000 BTU heater I'll drag out or hang off the crane to keep the fingers warm. Mm. Yeah, I because I, I've told the story before, you know, trying to pull wires apart to check them and it's like negative seven out here and I was fucking dying. It was miserable. You get used to it, but oh. you, like you give us the, like, if we get like a 38 degree day, nothing's getting done. Like 35 degrees, nobody's working. Everyone's going home. It's too hot. Oh, that's Celsius. I'm like, that's not that Celsius. That's cold. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It'd be like what? A hundred and I have no 10? idea. I don't know. I'm, no. I'm not good with uh conversions without Google. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Well, it, the, sn- the, the snow is honestly not that bad. No, it's really not. See the heat here is really bad in the summer in Texas. Cause we get the humidity like fucking sky high. It's yeah, miserable. No, thank you. Like, no, thank you. 111 outside and you go look at a fucking excavator that's been running all day. And there's a hydraulic leak up by the engine or the control valve. And yeah, that's miserable shit. Yeah, you probably just touch a panel and burn your damn hands. Mm-hmm. Where's the f- no, no. Yeah. You're going like this the whole time, and your, fa- your forehead's getting raw from wiping it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do the heat, man. I don't know. I don't know how you guys do it. I could not. So I'm a California boy, born and raised. And people think, oh, well, you're from there, and the weather's just great there. I'm like, no, I'm from Northern California, where it gets fucking hot and cold. Because you guys, you guys get like what 120 Fahrenheit. Here, uh, I think the hottest we've seen, it's like 115. Yeah, that's hot. California, I, one time I was I was working on a corn chopper, and it was 111 out, and it was hot. No, yeah, I couldn't do that. Like, when you get this, when you get the sweat coming off your forehead and your, in your eyes, <laughs> like, who wants that? No, it's the under titty sweat for it. Under titty sweat for us fat guys. <laughs> That's the one that gets annoying. No, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I hate being hot and sweaty. No, thank you. What were we just, just going to gross? We were, we just had a train of thought that we were going to talk about. No, I don't remember. Oh, pay, pay. Let's talk about pay. This has been a hot fucking topic for me this past couple weeks. Ah. <sighs> It's it's quite. How many annoying. maple leaves do you get paid an hour? Oh, I'm not gonna put that out there, but maple we get paid by the maple syrup and maple leaves. <laughs> we get stars from the American flag. Um, so your union, obviously, uh, non-union. You're non-union. Non-union. I thought you said you were union. 
No, non-union. Um, I got a lot of buddies who are union. Would you rather be union if you could? Uh, no. So, no. Ben and I talked about it on the last episode, union jobs. I don't really know what they're about anymore. Is it worth it? We need to get a union guy on one of these days. Yeah, you should get a union guy on. Like, I mean, unions have their place for certain aspects, but I don't think for technicians, it's really a benefit. Because at the end of the day, we all have the same goal. Go out, fix it. See you later. Yeah, I know they pay higher sometimes. My dad was a union. Sometimes it all depends. My dad was a union worker for 34 years. And they came to bat for him a few times, but that was a completely different type of union. You know, like people saying he was harassing them and, oh, we're going to have to send you home for the day. And then he comes back like, dude, that's the thing. Like with a union, I could not, I couldn't do my job. (laughs) Like I'm probably the reason for HR departments. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. That's, I'd get in a lot of trouble, I think. But, uh, oh, 100%. I have grievances hourly. So I, I, I'm sure it's the same up there. Workforce is getting a little tight. People are hard to find. Dude, it's it's so tight right now. You have no idea. What uh Do you see a lot of young folks coming in trying to trying to get in up there? Yeah, we'll usually stick around for a couple of years till it, they realize they actually have to work and they have expectations and after that it's like, mm, you can't they can't do it and they're gone. So the reason I ask that is because I've started to notice a lot lately and I brought it up in the last episode. I've noticed these companies just kind of shoveling a little bit extra money towards these already their technicians that aren't like the a retention. Best. Yeah. Like here, I'll give you some more money to stay. I just feel like that's going to be a big mistake in the end. Oh, hundred percent. Cause it's like, Oh, we haven't done fuck all, but we're going to give you more money. So then they think, Hey, you give me more money. I must be doing great. Mm-hmm. But what about the guy that has a lot of experience like me? And I, I go into one of these dealerships and say, Hey, this is my skill level. I think I deserve this much. Are they going to go like in the end? Are they going to want to pay me? They might, they, they might pay or they might say, get fucked. Yeah. You're new. So that's the way I'm looking at it. Cause it's kind of ruining it for the seasoned guys. But it is like, unless you're a seasoned guy, like, if you're known in the area and you go somewhere else, yeah, they're probably going to give you what you want. But if you were to move and go to a, like if I was to move down to fucking California, they're going to say, don't Oh, do great. That. Wow. Don't, don't do that. Warning don't to, to all listeners. Do not move to California. <laughs> Fuck that. <place>. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck California. <laughs> Until that place turns you know around I mean? like, go. Okay, let's say if I go down to Texas, they're going to say, oh, that's great. You're from Canada. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, they're going to say, okay, here, here's your couple of dineros an hour and let's see what you can do. Dineros. But they're still going to take, they're still going to take care of the guy that's been there for a while, even if he's no good, just yeah. to keep him. Just a parts changer, non-diagnostic tech, making yeah. crazy buku money. It just blows my mind, Dude, man. You know yourself, there's dealer guys out there who they see a code for sensor. They change the sensor, and if they change the sensor and doesn't fix it, I don't know. Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and call so and so out. See if they can take care of it. Yeah, yeah, that or it comes to the oh end of the day, and then a new guy shows up the next day, and 
figures it out and deals with it. Yeah. It's not that I'm complaining. I, I feel like I make good money. Uh, it's just crazy being out of that life now and seeing how things are getting treated versus when I was there. It's just, it blows my mind. <sighs> Should it's, I? Like we had a, for a contractor, I know they had a Caterpillar power gen, I think they're called. Sure. Like all they deal with is engines. They had one of these guys out because the machine wouldn't turn over. He was there for three days. Like he was getting ready to start pulling the head off and stuff like that. Ended up being something very, very silly. What was it? <laughs> I gotta know. The, fly, the flywheel housing had filled up with water when the snow melted and it wouldn't crank over. Really? Really? So he was like, he pressurized the cooling system and I'm getting it all third hand, but basically he was ready to pull the head off. He thought something was hydrolocked or seized up. And I guess he went there on a warmer day and he noticed water dripping out of the bell housing and the bell housing is filled up with water froze. Oh, and okay. it wouldn't crank. And I it wouldn't it crank froze. over. I thought it was just water sitting in there. Like, why wouldn't it turn over? But I got you. No, the water, the, the ice was holding the flywheel from rotating. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I, uh, so a few weeks ago, I thought we had a blown motor in a machine. <clears throat> And it turned out to be an EGR cooler was so blown that it was hydrolocking the engine. Never seen that in my yeah, life. Yeah, I've seen some Kamathi stuff that all happened to. Never seen that. Trent fucking Trent will know exactly what I'm referring to because oh, it yeah. happened. That's funny. I'll have to. I'll have to ask him. Or do you want to tell some stories? <laughs> He'll say, "Oh, that was probably a PC three hundred and sixty or a WA 500 <laughs> Getting freaking teed. Is he right? He would be right in saying that. Okay. Anyway, so let's do something a little different, I guess. Do you got any fun stories like uh, fuck ups? Oh. Since you've been doing it a long time? Any scary things? You know know what? We've had a couple good fuck ups over the years. If you don't fuck up, you haven't done anything, right? Mm hmm. I remember this vividly. I went out to do a quick turbo swap on a machine. There was three identical machines in a row. <laughs> I don't know where this is I going. Pulled, <laughs> <laughs> the one I needed was in the middle. I pulled two of them out and I went to go switch them. I backed the bloaters back in, but I didn't cross them. So somebody changed a turbo on the wrong machine. Good job. And yeah, that was a, that was like a 26, 27 hour day trying to have it back on the go line for Monday morning. And it wasn't until like the end when you were doing like warranty pictures, you started taking pictures of the serial number tag, the hours and the part. I took the serial number picture and I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) We just put the wrong machine down. I'm so not, I had to I'm, swallow it and call her the GM of service and say, hey, I'll be another couple hours. <laughs> a couple. So he, you know what? He was he was totally cool with it. He's like, what happened? I told him. He's like, all right, well, you, get you have X number of hours remaining. 
I'll bring you a coffee in the morning. And that motherfucker <laughs> showed up at six thirty with coffee and a bagel for me. So I was cool with that. But so like that turbo, like how how many hours is that job to change that? That was when the it was on a five hundred WA five hundred dash eight. So when they first came out, they were taking like eight, ten hours to do. Oh my god. But uh, by the time you pull the hood off, pull the DPF SDR assembly off, drain the coolant. Pull off 87 pounds of heat shielding. It's it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> but I tell you what, it wants you to get back together a lot quicker. Oh, yeah. And you knew what to take off the second time. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> that was probably my all-time biggest oh, fuck moment. Hmm. Have you ever been seriously injured? Never. Knock never. on wood. We've never had an issue. Yeah, I, I just don't. I catch myself all the time, like jumping off tracks into the snow, and it's like, man, if there was ice there, I could have ate it bad. That or something sticking up. My boss. Yeah, like my, if you want to. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Do you guys like did, when you were at the previous employer? Did you ever do work on much demolition equipment? Uh, here and there, but it was nothing crazy. Just stuff with like excavator with like thumbs and stuff. You know, nothing with like long reach arms or anything. Oh, okay. And hammers. So like. Some of the stuff, like you'd be on a rubble pile where they're crushing up concrete and be like a chunk of rebar sticking out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Like you jump down, it lands between your feet and you're like, whoa, another six inches. That could have been close. So my boss actually has a good story of a guy. He was at uh, an auction yard. I won't name it, but it's, they're well known throughout the United States, but he, uh, you know, the, I forget what they're called but it's got a flat bar on one or a flat end on one. It's a bar and it's got a pointy on the other. Uh, it's a lineup bar. I guess the best way to say it. Okay. Uh, he, this guy was up on a machine and just kind of tossed his tools down while he threw that bar down and the point stuck into the ground. Well, he went and jumped backward off this machine and landed on that. And it went up his whistle. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, I could have bad. It went up him. But I don't know how bad it hurt him or all that stuff. I don't know the details. I just know that he had a bar go up. You probably his don't ass. want to know the details. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to know that. It went from him farting like this to <laughs> prison fart. What did it sound like? <laughs> prison fart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I have I I haven't I've gotten seriously injured once and that was a long time ago. Um, I've known of guys getting, you know, losing tips of their fingers and stuff, but nothing too crazy. But yeah, I've had a, yeah. a, a bench grinder. There's a scar on my forehead right here. I had a bench grinder. The stone wheel came apart, hit me in the face. And I was I've had stone wheels come apart and like bounce off something like lay on next to you, but that's, I haven't had nothing close. Yeah. I, uh, thankfully wasn't enough. wearing safety glasses either. <laughs> they wouldn't have done me did any good though. Did you have or did my, you have the squints on? Yeah, I got had my safety squints on. And it, it just happened so fast, I didn't even know what the hell happened, to be honest with you. I was sitting there, about knocked the hell out. And I just remember, like, looking down at the ground and just blood pouring out of my face. Blood pouring down, yeah. That would be, that'd be enough to kind of take you back and just like, whoa. So then you're, not, you're trying not to pass out because of that, the rush of everything. Yeah, I've had... 
I've stabbed myself multiple times with picks. I've had a pocket screwdriver. Oh, we've, I go, think we've all had that. Pocket screwdriver go under my thumbnail before. I almost passed out from Ooh. that because just the sight of it, I was like, oh, tunnel vision. <laughs> I think the worst I probably had is, I remember cause it, was, it was November 10th, and I smashed my ring fingernail so hard that like within a couple hours, the nail was gone. But man, I was mm. about it. Mm. Like I try and be super safe because you know what you're out there on your own. You never know what's gonna happen or someone's yeah. gonna find you. That's you always keep a phone in your pocket. I can't stress that enough. Oh, see, I'm I'm bad for that. Like I'll leave my phone in the truck, just have my AirPods in, and just go. Well, do you have Siri set up like to where you can say, "Hey, <laughs> hey Siri, yeah, I, message I'm, Colton, <laughs> my wiener's caught in the boom." Uh, anyway. Yeah, I uh, forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I, I remember uh, when I was working out in West Texas in the oil fields, and I was working as a resident out there, and first fucking day on the job site for the two weeks I was there or whatever, stepping off a machine, it's all sand out there, and I had my slip-on boots on, stepped off a machine, rolled my ankle. I was oh, fucked. Are you, are you on, wait, are you on the slip-on life too? As of lately, yeah. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? Uh, uh, that's how I. It's one of those things. Like as you get old, as you get older, it's easier to slip them on. And it's a complacency thing for me. (laughs) 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 It's a. I just. It's such a pain in the ass to lace up my because I have red red wing high boots. Ooh, uh, bougie. I just it's too much pain in the ass. I'd just rather throw my boots on and go to work, but. Yeah, that's how I almost broke my ankle in my fucking driveway, too, running down my driveway. Stepped on the edge and rolled my ankle, same fucking ankle. <laughs> I was out of work for a while on that one. Fucked me up. But yeah, I, I rolled my ankle in West Texas. and. But, tried, even if, but man, even if you had boots on, you still would have been out. I don't think they'd help that much. Yeah, but they're just loose-fitting, so, you know. Do I you guys not wear like, rubber boots down there? They have the same support. None. No. That's for pussies. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I actually want to buy another set of like high slip-ons. Be like a cowboy, like a Texas boy. Oh yeah, you got to get them big old snake boots. Get the what do you guys the square toes? You guys call them? Oh yeah, that's for stepping on bugs in corners. I'm just kidding. That's what my dad always says to me. (laughs) You get that bug. Never heard that. Well, this is the. Definitely winging it episode. Uh, what were what else? I don't fuck. Do you have any questions for me? Who's got questions for Colton on these fucking episodes? Who mm-hmm. has got questions? You should start doing a segment like phone a friend 50 50. Friend, we can call Trent, but that'd be kind of hard. So, what kind of work have you actually done over the years? I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, we've done a lot of interesting stuff over, over the years. Uh, we've been underground in a salt mine, putting a WA 900, couple 605s together, PC 650. Um, we've been farmed out to a massive demolition company. We've put series second and third on PC 1250s. Uh, we put a hammer on a 1250 third member. The tools probably shit, dude, like 14 inches. 
So like just a bit, 14 Holy inches wide. Holy crap. Okay. I want to say it's like a HB 10,000. Hmm. Done some pretty cool stuff. Like yeah. traveled all across Ontario into another province doing work. Pretty sweet, man. When you get to drive around and do you it's do- sweet, but you know what, man, it's stressful when you roll up and you're like, this dude's here from eight hours away. They have high expectations. And you're like, fuck man, I don't know what's going on. That's uh that's actually what I was going to ask you. How do you do a lot of traveling like out of town and stuff for your job? Yeah. So like since I switched to the other company, it's usually like once a week, I'll be going somewhere for at least one night, sometimes two. Cause I remember but I, don't, I don't, I don't mind it, but it's not my favorite thing. I like to be home every night. Yeah, of course. I, I just remember you sending me pictures when you were in Montreal and I'm like, Oh, Mon- Montreal's a good time. Is it? Yeah. I thought there was a lot of stuck up people there though. <laughs> there is. It's like anywhere, man. Depends yeah. where you go. Like there's stuck up people in California, but I'm sure there's a lot of cool shit in California too. There is a lot of cool fucking people too. A lot of weirdos. Yourself included. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you're an ex California. Yeah, now. I'm I'm technically a Texan now. I've been here long enough. What's the probationary period to be a Texan? Depends on what you're doing. Sometimes it's ninety days, sometimes it's six months. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But what, te- what like, if you're what if you're a cattle farmer? You guys are cattle farmers out there, aren't you? Oh yeah, there's a shit ton, but no, I like for us to be kind Dick of farmers. When, when we became Texans, it was ninety days because we were employed already here. No shit. Yeah, but I don't know. I I don't know. Oh, that's right. You that's right. You went to Texas with like everything planned out. Yeah, everything but a house. We've talked about that. I will never forgive my wife for that. But that's a that's a story for another time. From another, she'll time. probably never forgive you either. <laughs> Why? <laughs> For marrying her, <laughs> uh, Saint Kate. So we are having a boy, by the way. Mm. Congratulations! Good luck with that. Uh, I got a thirteen-year-old, a six-year-old, and now a newborn, or soon gonna be a newborn. Soon to be a newborn. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it, man. Like I'm excited as fuck, but dude, kids are the best thing ever. Oh yeah, I love my children, but. I'm not ready for that newborn stuff again. <laughs> not not sleeping. <sighs> anyway, the constant the constant crying. I digress. That's what we're gonna go with. Uh, what was the next topic we were gonna talk about? I don't even remember. You keep getting blown up over there. Yeah, it's a typical Sunday. <laughs> uh, I forget what we we're gonna talk about. I'm very bad today. I'm out. sorry. You got to get it goddamn notepad uh, i gotta get my shit together today this is a terrible episode i'm sorry sorry people uh uh i'm pausing <laughs> unpaused again we are super unprepared <laughs> for this fucking episode <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. i am not editing anything either it's gonna have all the uh, mm, uh, uh hold on uh, fuck son of a bitch but you know a good topic to talk about is uh employee relationships employee management relationships whatever else you want to you know i've talked about it before uh you know back in the day when i was at a dealership the most recent dealership you know 
they'd have like a barbecue or something and they'd invite the field techs and you'd show up and the shop guys would just kind of give you the stank eye. Some of them, just give you the glare. Like, how dare you come eat our food and shit. And it's just, uh, I don't know, you know, but then, the sh- but then the field guys, but the field guys always look down the shop guys, like the little peasants. Well, yeah, you got to like, <laughs> you guys only have a job because we don't want to do it in the field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't, uh, it's just a weird there, thing. You know what? Like, yes, there's a huge divide, but like, you know what? We do need them. I hate to say it, but field guys do need good shop guys. No, of course. They can, Send something back to him like, hey, this is the issue. Check it for yourself. Bye. Deal with it. Yeah. Because it's good to have someone back at the shop that you can count on, trust, and you see that dude's name that he did it. You don't have to think. You don't have to worry about it. So, like, you've been at that same place for ever. Have you seen a lot of uh, turnover? You know, vert. there has been a good, there, there has been turnover. Yeah. But you're going to get that everywhere. Like yeah. you got to remember we had the Oh eight or Oh nine recession. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know about down there, but man up here like that, it shedded a lot of people. Like we went from probably 14 shop guys and eight field guys down to probably half of that. Yeah. Like it was bad. It was bad here too. Like, especially for like real estate and stuff, like the girlfriend I had out of high school, her mom was a real estate agent and it was scary, man. It was scary for a lot of people. And of course, you know, I'm just coming out of high school in that time and looking for a job. I was lucky enough to find one. <laughs> we were busy, but, um, well, you were probably at that point, you were probably seen as cheap labor and he knows what he's doing. Well, yeah. And then, you know, everybody's got to have their car fixed. So I was working in automotive yeah. at the time and, uh, no, I was just wondering, you know, like, my last dealership, man, I was there for three years only. And the turnover rate still there is insane. But, and I saw a few managers go through, you know, change positions or whatever. Sexual. That's sexual. Um, have you gone through any management since being there? We've had management change, but it's always been a progression where they've gone up. So it's nothing like getting driven out or quitting or no, you know, there hasn't been many guys driven or, or girls driven out of the management position, <laughs> nice but we job. have, we have two, we, we have two in the office and you know what, dude, they're freaking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They well, are good at what they do and they will call you out on your shit. Good. That's good. The women in this industry are needed, man, for sure. Yep. Uh, There's, you know, like there's a lot of half decent ones out there that will put some of the guys to shame. I will say it. One of the best bosses I ever had was female and she was a service manager. Well, not my wife. She's my other boss, but she was my boss at one time way back in the day. That's how we met. But no, my, at my last dealership, she was cool as fuck. And you know, yeah. did a lot of stuff for us, but yeah, like my last, my last boss, when I worked on the construction side was a female, and she would be able to tell, like, mm, he's going to have this done in six hours. But if I took, like, eight or nine, she'd be like, oh, you were a dog fucker. And she'd call me out. <laughs> and then he'd be like, no, 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 I ran into this. And then she'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. But they are smart. Yeah. Where the average male guy will be like, oh, okay. 
And that that's what makes me laugh is a lot of these guys, you know, they have a female for a boss and they think they can like, oh, well, I'm smarter than her. I know more about this machine. Dude. Mm. Dude. Them females are like archaeologists, man. They love digging up shit and they will get to the bottom of it and they will call you out on it. Yeah. Uh, we kind of just went way off like, topic you, from what we were talking about, but whatever. No, it's fine. I like it. I like where we're going with it. What like were how you? many have you, uh, have you ever had more than one female boss in your chain of command? No. Um, like I said, my wife was my boss and I hated her back in the day. I wouldn't say she was my boss. She was like second in command versus my, she was like a service writer. If you want to, I still had to report yeah. to her. And then, uh, my la- my last one, but she ended up leaving or no, I'm sorry. My last boss ended up taking a promotion, going somewhere else. So then we got a new service manager and that's where everything went downhill. I ended up quitting, downhill, you get this. quitting because of that guy. A lot of other people quit. But I was going to say, how many other people quit because of that? Probably uh, quite a few. You got to have, you have to have a leader, not a boss. Yeah. Well, and you got to have a leader that kind of knows what, what the, the fuck, fuck they're is happening. Yeah. What they're talking about, you know, not just there for the numbers type thing. No. It's hard to explain. Um, no, I, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. You have to have someone that's there for the team, for the goal. Not just to make themselves look good. I mean, in hell of a guy. Don't get me wrong, but not a leader. But got to have a leader in that position. And if you don't, then everything's going to crumble. And you're going to have a turnover rate. And then you're going to have bad efficiency because you have all new people. It's a vicious circle. Man, you're saying it so well. So let's talk about burn. Training, training for my management. Excuse me. Sorry. I was going to talk and then you talked and <laughs> uh, let's talk about burnout. We talked about it in the last episode, but I don't know if you have anything else on your version of burnout or like what shit that you like burnout to do. Is a, burnout's real. It is. There's mm-hmm. no avoiding it. Monday to Thursday, I'll do whatever you want, whenever you want. But after that, it's like Friday noon. Sorry, gotta go. <laughs> Bye. I'll talk to you Monday morning because you know what? You have to have your downtime. What kind of hours are you working weekly? Oh, anywhere from probably say 40 to 70. All depends. Yeah. Like I, there's times where I'll go and pound in hours. Like if I have a job at the shop, I'll go pound in 14, 16 hours a day to get it done over with. So I don't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but so you can't always control that. You have to work at the shop sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. Ew. When I was, at you the, know, it's not that bad. When I was at the dealer, not actually, it never happened. Like even we oh, worked not, in the rain and oh, shit. Oh, no, 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 dude. I'm like banned from the shop. I'm like not allowed. In the oh, shop. your shop. Yeah. Cause like I'll yell at people and yeah. Get the fuck out of don't here. Do, <laughs> don't do don't do stupid shit. What in the actual fuck are you doing? Yes, that's the best. So I'll work out in the yard. It's quiet. No one bugs me. Oh, okay. So much so much better. So when I say I work at the shop, it's actually in the yard, like out back, away from everybody. So are you a I, firm believer in paid time off? Hundred percent. There's a lot of guys that have 
PTO and they won't use it. You know what? You need to have that PTO. You have to. Cause like when you can take a day off and decompress and you have, you don't have to have that stress about money. That's a big thing. So like I've worked in places where I had actual sick time and then I had PTO and calling in sick felt like a crime. hundred percent. I and still know what that's like. Like taking PTO. It's like <clears throat> get a guilt trip. I haven't had that yeah. since I've started working at my current employment, current employer. There we go. Uh, but yeah, I've worked at places where like it was almost like a sin to use my PTO yeah. or sick time. And like, I hate that shit. Like I want to use it. What the fuck is the point of getting it? Yeah. Like the biggest time I feel guilty is like when it's like I'm sick and I can't go to work, but you still have people calling you like, Hey, I have this issue. Like there's time, like some of our equipment you can access online through the internet mm. and you can go through their screen and do that kind of stuff. So you don't feel guilty, but man, you do get guilt and that happens <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but now I'm, it's been pounded in my brain over the years, you know, like to feel guilty to where now if I'm actually sick, like when I had COVID, I was, I went to work. I fucking tried to go to work and my boss is finally like, you need to fucking go home. Man, I've successfully avoided that for what's it been? Two and a half, three three years. We just hit three three years. years. I avoided that. Yeah. We just hit three years in the United States that, you know, they shut down. I probably had it a couple times, but yeah, no, not happening. Mm. Never got it. Never tested positive. There you go. I, I avoided it for a long time, but this last time it got me, whoo, fuck. You were down. I thought I was going to die. Like, <laughs> I homie, even, homie on his deathbed. Yeah, I even asked my wife, like, is all the life insurance stuff, like, up to date, you know? And she's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Honey, you only have a little fever. You're fine. As I can hardly open my eyes. <laughs> oh, man. Well... I, you know, but you survived. I survived. You know, missed some. I feel like I'd be a lot further on but episodes. You, so here, let me let me ask you this. Ask me when this. you have, if you take a day off with one of your kids if they're sick, do you feel guilty? No, not now. Because my boss Perfect. is huge on family. Ah, uh, your leader is big on family. Realize that is first. Mm-hmm. That broken thing will still be there tomorrow. Yes, and. He just, he's legit. I should get him on. You should try to convince him because every time I say something to him, he's like, mm, maybe, you know. maybe, maybe <laughs> next week, next week. Yeah. I should, I should really get him on here. Cause he's, that's pretty badass. You have that good of a boss though. Like that's hard to find. It's very hard to find. And I never even would have thought to go work for this guy. And my wife was like pushing it on me. Like you should really go there. Like okay, all I, right. I guess if the, if the other boss says so, you gotta go. <laughs> well, because she's worked with him for so long, and she knew him, you know. And I was like, oh, I've heard nothing but bad about this guy. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, but like, so in my case with my boss, when I talk to him first thing Monday morning at six o'clock, it's first thing. It's good morning. How are you? How was your weekend? Mm-hmm. Shoot the shit for about half an hour, and then it's. Yep, same. Okay, so today we're going to go do this. It's like, yeah, right on. Yep. 
Yep. And then Friday, it's same thing. What are you doing this weekend? It's, oh, going cheerleading with the kids. Where are you going? Gatineau, Ottawa, Kitchener, Niagara Falls. Who knows? Yeah, you do a, a lot of stuff with your daughters, like cheer-wise, huh? Do they, is yeah, that all they do? Yeah, they were into dance and gymnastics, but they've really stuck with the cheerleading. And I know you travel I take a lot for that shit. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Dude, it's like, I mean... Uh, April, it's two weekends out of four. We're gone. And how does that affect but you know work? What? It doesn't. No. Okay. Got it. Got to go. See ya. Bye. They understand that. Everyone has, everyone there has family. So they know what it's like. Okay. Cool. You That's have good. to be there for your kids. Just like those management people are going to be there for their kids moving to the new university or college or high school or whatever the case may be. If you're not at a family oriented company, eh, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. Like when you're at a when you're at a big, big dealer, you're a number. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I worked for the dealer and all they did was talk shit on the rival dealer, the other yellow dealer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, if you work there, you're just a number. You're this, you're that. But what did they become? <laughs> you were just a number. You were just, just this. You were that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It's no good. We are at around an hour. What? There was a, something else we want to talk about. I forget. Whatever. Now, I promise well, you guys next week I'll be more prepared for a fucking podcast. More, well, <laughs> you sure as fuck can't be less prepared. Well... <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing an episode, as I told you. I wasn't planning on doing an episode this weekend because I was actually scheduled to work Saturday, and we got rained out. So I never fucking scheduled anybody. <coughs> oh, so you didn't plan? Just like you didn't. Yeah, I'm seeing a trend here with your planning. Yeah, it was very bad. Usually, have you ever heard, the, have you ever heard of the seven P's? Do I want to? <laughs> the old, what is it? Fuck, what is it now? Oh, if... Prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Okay. I've heard it. Didn't know it was the whatever P's you said. The, the, the seven P's of life will save you. Yeah, whatever. So will Jesus. We're not getting into that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. What did you, you fuck up? What did you screw up this week? Uh, I don't think I fucked up anything. I actually had a really good week. Uh, worked a lot of overtime. Thank God. Got a raise. What'd you get up to? Oh, uh, I think I hit 50 something hours. So that's a lot of overtime for me. Usually we have seven and five, 50 something hours. Uh, I think Usually I, I average about 45 to 52, depending on the week. And I know I went that's way perfect. over that. That's yeah. perfect. And that's why I like to keep it at. Some days, some weeks will work 40, and that's perfectly fine with me. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, it's nice not having to bag yourself out. But come on. What did you, what did you get up to this week? What, is it hours-wise? No, for work-wise. What did you, like, you get into? Oh, what did I get into? Well... We only work fucking on deer equipment. We have a couple of cats. I had to pull a cab off of uh, a wrecked 350G. I think I, I shared that on the Instagram. Maybe yeah. that was last week. 
Fuck, dude. My weeks blend together. No, now. I think that was this week. Or is this the shell you had hoisted off, right? Yeah, I had the shell off. We are able to straighten out the floor because it bent the corner up. This guy was driving behind another excavator and drove too close. Well, the guy in the other excavator is just doing his thing and not paying attention to behind him, which he shouldn't have to that close. He shouldn't have to, no. Well, this guy drives behind him going to do some packing, drove right next to the machine, and this guy in the other excavator swings. And we have we build our own bump rails on the sides of our machines out of square two. Yeah. And that motherfucker just <laughs> hit the cab, <laughs> pushed the door, and it fucked it up. Oh, so Was, like door, cab shell. Oh, yeah. Window savable or no? No. Well, the we just get our we get refurbished cabs out of Canada up there by you. I don't know where. Yeah. Um, hey, so they're probably all corroded and full of salt. <laughs> Maybe shit. Um, so I did that, and then I was fucking around up by the swing motor <coughs> because it looked like the release on the swing motor were leaking. So I go to pull them out, and the, there's oil coming out of the dipstick tube. I'm like, that's fucking weird. So I pull it out, and it just starts coming out. It had a leak internally, and it was filling it up. So now I'm doing a swing motor on it. <sighs> well, pinions, pinion seal no good. I guess so. I got to pull that out now. I started on Friday, ran out of time. Nothing crazy though, you know. Stupid hydraulic leaks. Uh, I burned up a controller in a new 470G that we have. Would that be the deer engine or the? That's new the deer. deer that's the deer engine. New, new. Uh, so they have a. I don't know if what they're called on the Komatsu, but we it's DTAC case dealer technical assistance. You know, you go in and look yeah. at all the old cases. Well. The, I, this machine's under warranty and uh, I burned up the controller by plugging in the <laughs> data link, plugged it in and it just stopped working. Like couldn't communicate with the ECU, nothing. Couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what the fuck? It was fine a minute ago. It just had an engine code. Well, they've got a case out there. If you plug in the data link while the key's on, it pops the main controller on the machine, burns it oh, up. Oh, shit. So we had to figure that out. Luckily, it's taken care of. Um, so you have to turn the key off. Just so everybody is listening, if you're working on a John Deere 470, new F serial number, uh, turn the key off before you plug in your EDL. Please disconnect batteries and turn off ignition <laughs> prior to plugging in the Jattily connector. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so that was a fun experience trying to diagnose that. I'm pulling... Pulling controllers, checking can and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, man, the can's good. It's just really sporadic. What the fuck? So we finally figured it out. That's that's no good. Like any machine I've ever plugged into, like a lot of it's Cummins. Plug it in, away you go. Yeah. If it's running, it's running. If it's just the keys on, you're fine. But no, not these. We've had a stint of EGR coolers for some reason this week. In fact, oh, yeah? three oh. machines need EGR coolers. Excuse me. Same hours? Two new. Or similar? Two newer, like 2,000 hours, and one Ooh. with 10,000 hours. <laughs> I could see that one that's, going man, That's the thing. With, dude, EGR coolers, like in my experience, they either last forever or they fail early. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that's a, nothing crazy this week. We have a resident okay. right now. He's my homeboy. He's helping us out. Just kind of kind of taking care of bigger machines. Oh, we do have a machine in the shop right now, a 470. Uh, you know, on the some of the machines, they put the spring inside the radiator hoses to keep them from collapsing. Collapsing on like your literally slide the water pump. Slide it inside the fucking. Have you ever seen the spring get sucked into the water pump? On no, any but machine? I suddenly heard about it. Yeah, we had one send a spring through the water pump, the oil cooler. All there, <coughs> deer's gonna put a motor in it just in case because they don't know if it fucked up any liners Is, or anything. Well, the spring's got to be noticeably smaller diameter then than your hose. I just don't you go know, that far. It, it literally, but how does it get into the inlet of the water pump? That's, That's what, what I mean. It's got to be a smaller. It's got to be a smaller diameter. And that shit's hard to bend. Like you try to bend it by hand. Mm-mm. So I don't know. It's got the original um, hoses. On it. Yeah. Original water pump, everything. So it's getting a motor because we don't know what kind of damage it actually did throughout the engine. Cause it was all in, in the oil coolers, all the valleys, you know, anywhere it could go. <laughs> That's bad. Cause it originally came I'm in sure because you- it was, it had getting oil in the coolant. So we're like, Oh, it needs an oil cooler. So the boss like, just fucking bring it in. We'll do it in the shop. And then it went from, oh, here's the oil cooler with all this metal in it to let's go ahead and pull the water pump. Let's just put an engine in it. Fuck, yeah. And it went to deer like, we're just going to put an engine in it and pull this one in for testing. And yeah, it was wild. It's all warranty, luckily. I had something like that a couple weeks back. I went out there for, it was on a uh, PC 490. I went out there for something, some sort of noise. And the guy was like, oh, can we still run it? I'm like, I mean, you can until it stops. I'm like, I wouldn't run it. <laughs> and sure enough, like an hour later, the guy goes, yeah, it's sounding a lot worse. And then they sent it down and they ended up putting an engine on it. Yeah. I think this one's fine, but whatever deer says goes, especially under warranty. I wonder if deer's going to put out a DTAC, you called it. Yeah. About something, something new with that spring. Cause yeah. if it's new, new, Odds are they'll learn a lesson from it. If I'm not mistaken, there was a PIP. I don't know what you guys call them. Product improvement. Product improvement. I've heard of that. Um, Because I remember when I was at the John Deere dealer doing PIPs on some of the 470s and we were putting radiator hoses on. It was like upper and lower hoses and some fuel line on the fuel dosing unit. I don't remember but I don't know if we were putting springs in or changing over to the new style hoses. I don't remember. But that's a, something for me to find out, I guess. It's strange. So, yeah, we... Like, I'm surprised. I don't, I don't understand how the spring would get up into the water pump. Like, there's no uh, velocity there. Yeah, I don't know. So, because that spring is... Your resident technician should know. <laughs> Say, listen up, boy. You ain't leaving till you tell me why this happened. Because, yeah. I mean, that inlet's quite smaller than the actual hose and the spring. Because that spring's supposed to butt up against that if it tries to move, you know. I don't. It should go against the inlet to the water pump. I'm not an engineer. I'm a mechanic. Mechanic? Mechanic. Man, that's bad. Want to close her down? You shut her down if you want. Yeah. 
Well, that's what we get for not preparing for an episode, you guys. That's it. Bye. Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, man. You gotta come up the cooler. Bye bye. Yeah, I will. One of these days. Let's just get this soundboard figured out first. Takes time. Well, fella, all the way up there in Canada, thank you for being the second Canadian on the podcast and sort of entertaining everybody. Yeah, thank you. And uh, that was a good little opportunity just to wing it out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Talk about your award because you're, was that your Nobel Prize? <laughs> Ooh, I should start calling it the Nobel Prize. And this, I, think I like that, actually. <laughs> That mean, means shit. Well, just I guess congratulations peace. on that, even though you didn't even know you are getting it. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, yeah, guys, we will prepare better next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, thank we'll you, Filler. We'll 2.0 of this. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you and Trent on two Komatsu guys. And we'll uh, bang out a better episode. <clears throat> Let's do it. <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, yeah, let's let's hang it up. And uh, you guys have fun this week. Uh, enjoy your week, and we will be back next week. Was that terrible? No, it's good. <laughs> See you, dude. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>